Welcome to episode 278 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson, and I am full. Oh, I'm dizzy. Full, full, full. I had a good dinner. We made some homemade sloppy joes. <laughs> sloppy joes. Uh, they were delish. Delish. Yeah, I didn't miss the corn syrup and uh, no. the good old manwich can. That's the problem, you know, it's like a blessing and a curse with you because you make good food, so I try new things. Um, but then when I go out before. and to places, uh, oh. you know, it's not the same because there's, you know, crap in it. So Well, I don't, I don't know. Do we go places that that uh, serve sloppy chows? Yeah, or... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but you know, you just you just get used to a certain uh, taste, and then you think I'm so, are you, I'm used to a certain level way. of service. <laughs> <laughs> you want um, mega yacht, yeah. service, mega yacht service. That's what it is. Um, I want mega yacht service with a pedestrian palette. Yes, you want high class chicken nuggies. Yeah, um, you're a peach to feed so um yeah so i'm gonna try not to um pass out with the dizziness i don't know why i'm getting i think i'm getting vertigo again i'm so i'm i'm just a a a treasure trove of medical anomalies yeah um so yeah we uh we review we have a review and we have actually i mean technically two reviews a review Mm. of our our day and, and then a review of a film Unless there's anything that you want to talk about, no. No, I'm hoping the uh, you know the actors get in in the in the mm-hmm. you know in the MPTP yeah. um, get a deal struck. That would be fun. I don't know. This has been like like what like a three month pissing contest at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, with you know, the... I don't really view it as a pissing contest. Well, it's a one sided pissing yeah. contest. It's just like. It, the way that I look at it is like I mean everyone knows how we feel about SAG you know we we have a love hate relationship with SAG and so I don't love them yeah well you know I mean I support I mean unions are a great idea on paper and I think a lot of unions do a lot of good because I mean this is a perfect example right because if the SAG union didn't exist then people would just they would just be the industry would then just be like, you know, we're going to photo scan everybody. It and, just needs and, to be unionized, but SAG, it, we don't need SAG. You just yeah. need a union. SAG's not doing anything that anybody else couldn't do better. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's hard to say because we don't know what the holdup is. I mean, I know for the for the SAG union, the, the there was the whole AI scanning people thing, which I'm 100% behind yeah. the union on that. Absolutely. They're, they should never scan someone and then they can use their likeness forever because right. that's just ridiculous. But then on the other end, it's like, what's what, so then it comes down to the money, right? So then what we don't know what the money is and, and how far apart they are on the amount of money. Because if it is the AI thing, that's just, a, that's a hard yes or no. It's yeah, like, yes, you can or no, you can't. Right. You know, where so if they're negotiating, that means they must be negotiating the money part um, and figuring out how much they want to pay for residuals and all that sort of stuff. So I guess the fact that they are negotiating is promising because 
you know, as long as SAG stays firm with their AI stuff, uh, because they, you know, the, the AMPTP was willing to give up the AI stuff for the writers, mm. you know, and I don't know what kind of deal the writers got, you know, if, if their residuals were any good or not. I don't know. I think it's, you know. I mean, the actors are different because that's a lot more money because mm -hmm. there's a lot more actors in anything than writers in any given project. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. But the uh, what from what I've heard, or supposedly, if they don't make a deal by the end of this week or something like that, then they're not going to negotiate until the until 2024. So yeah, because then they're fall they won't have time to do anything for the fall season. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, uh, so we, we're going to talk about the Mystic Film Festival, which we were at last weekend. Um, we were technically at on the day that we dropped our last episode, so we couldn't, we had to, you know, wait till now to talk about it. Uh -huh. Um, I don't, I don't know that we're going to be, um, I don't know that we'll have anything to put in next year because I, I don't know that they do animations much if we actually ever finish our animation. I, mm. I don't know that they have like a spot for that. So I'm not sure that that would really do well. I yeah. don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, but I think we've we've almost gotten something in every year for the past like, couple, three or four years, but maybe not next year. I don't know. Well, that's possible. Um, and uh, so... Uh, looked out for us that it uh, our movie screened on uh, a Sunday and the, the awards were on a Sunday so we were able to just kind of stick around otherwise we have to like you know spend the weekend go and, out there yeah and then like you know more money we're super attached to our cat yep. it's an illness and uh, yeah so we had um, one of our our cast members uh, show up and then um, um Bob Dumont from Brewster Theater Company came, which was really cool. Like he literally came up there to watch our movie, and then he had to get back, which was like crazy because yeah. that was like a two-hour drive. And then we had uh, Emmett Gillespie, who's Chris's son, and uh, Emmett's mom came. Mm -hmm. I think it's the most people that have ever shown up for anything that we've yeah <laughs> that we've made. Yeah, and still um, only one person that was actually in it. I, yeah, actually, only one person that was in it. Um, so, um, but it was, it was, you know, really nice to like have, um, at least one person from, you know, the, the film there, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, and so, yeah, so we, um, had a Q and A, uh, afterwards, um, which was kind of funny cause the guy like skipped right over us yep. accidentally. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm not saying anything. But the audience was like, um. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, he, he was. A, yeah, he he uh, he was a nice guy. Yeah, he was. He was really nice. He was really nice. But he just like totally. Just like, totally forgot we were there, uh, which was really funny. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. You know, we we talk about festivals that we like a lot. And um, um it's funny because we were up for a nomination for one of the festivals that we did not care for this year that we didn't even go to the festival. Well, actually you couldn't even go to the festival because it wound up being virtual. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got an email like, um, you know, you're nominated for something and uh, we still didn't go. We still didn't go to the ceremony. Cause I was just like, I don't care to, I don't care to do this. I just really, I didn't like the way this was run. And so like, it just didn't, I don't even know who won. I'm assuming not us. They didn't say anything to us yeah. afterwards. So, but, 
Um, but Mystic is one of those festivals that we always really look forward to. Um, Wendy and Shireen. Um, I know there's another gentleman that's been running it with them now, um, but I am not as familiar with him. And so, of course, his name escapes me. Um, but I usually you know, it's, yeah, deal it's with interesting the two. because when we went last year, there was a guy there, I guess, who was part of the board or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I saw him there this year, but he was like in line with us. Yeah. So I was kind of confused of like if he was just hanging out or if he was there. No, but there's you know that I mean? other guy that was like presenting yeah, yeah, as yeah. well that he did the panel meeting that we were on last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's just a host, but he may be more. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I, you know, it like I always when I, I reach out to them, if I email, usually I get Shireen. It's like immediately an answer back. Yeah. You know, I'm not left like hanging on anything. Um, actually, this year we screwed up and did not register ourselves for our own panel. Yeah. <laughs> not panel. Um, block. Block. Yeah. Uh, like idiots. So we didn't get any festival passes this year to hang up, which sucks. But that was totally our fault. Um, and we got a whole freaking pile. Well, that's of the thing. Like passes. we usually put them up yeah. every year and i was like oh crap we're not gonna be able to do it this year because um it was like all of the festivals that we did hear from we all heard from like in the same three week span yeah. and then it was like everyone was emailing we we're like what, what what and so we completely lost track there's a lot of festivals in the fall yeah um late summer into late fall there's like this huge clump of festivals in our vicinity and so it's like it's just it's chaos yeah um but anyway, so um, we stuck around for um, the ceremony and um, we were uh, we had a nomination, um, but we didn't know for what because they don't tell you like what you're nominated for, like right. what category or like what uh, just that you're up for a nomination, I guess. Um, actually, no, I don't think we even knew. They just like like. They'll ask, are you going to be there for the ceremony? And we kind of are like, we'll just assume like maybe that means yeah. we're nominated for something. Meanwhile, they're, they're just asking. getting like a, a head <laughs> <Yeah>, count. <laughs> so we're like, ah, you know, we're going to be there already, you know. Yeah. So it's like if we don't get anything, we don't get anything. Um, and there's been years that that happened, you know. It's mm -hmm. just like, it's like whatever. Like last year. Yeah, like last year. <laughs> like it's just like, okay, you know, but um, can't win them all. Um, but the really cool thing about Mystic that has not had that never seems to happen in any other festival but always seems to happen at mystic is that we always find like this huddled group of people that we sort of have yeah con convos with um last year it was even more so because we were on panel with two of them yeah three of them actually of them, yeah and so that our panel sort of became like its own little clique and then we like met up later that day and like we were all together during the ceremony and cheering each other on. Then like, we drove one of them to their location, which is probably not, you know, safe if you're doing that alone. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, it was like we we had our own little like, uh, you know, cheerleader. Yeah. Squad there. And the same thing happened this year as well. There was a, a movie called Inmate. Mm -hmm. um, and uh we were able to like chat with those with the guys from that for for a while and um we wound up sitting together and so then you know it's like we became like our our own festival little... <laughs> festival buddies <laughs> yeah like we always i i don't know i mean there's and there isn't anything like anything particular in the way that mystic is set up i would say that 
makes that easier. I don't know what it is. There's just something about the vibe there that like when you meet people, it makes it easier to just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah, a good well, thing. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's a, it's a good solid festival, you know? And I think that it, it tends to, you know, it's growing every year. It's mm-hmm. growing and, you know, it's going to be a, a huge festival in a few years. And like, um, it's, so I think it, it people can recognize that and it kind of draws, you know, those, the, the types of people they curate, they curate it a little bit better than most. And, um, you know, so I think that, yeah, I'm excited to see where the festival goes because I feel like it's has the potential to do a lot. Cause they, you know, like I was saying before, they, you know, uh, in the previous podcast about them, that they do things outside of the, outside of the podcast with the community and the, in the, in the, in the, in the local government and mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, I think they just, they had a meetup a couple months ago or something, a couple weeks ago or something. Um, so it was, you know, it's just like stuff like that, that is, that, I, that I like to see when it's not just about the festival and making the, the money off of the submissions, you know, they, they care about the films, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, at this, at this, there was like kind of, um, uh, I guess like a, like a ceremony. Not, uh, what was the thing they did before the ceremony? How would you describe that? It's kind of like a wine. Yeah. Just thing. kind of like, a, like they, uh, they have like hors d'oeuvres and wine and, and everybody just sort of like a meet and greet something. sort of. Yeah. yeah. But not like the one, like they have that on their first day, but this yeah. is like before the ceremony, whatever. And, um, you know, so it's a good time for especially people that are in your block that recognize you that, you know, you can kind of like start talking to people. Again, we're like the worst at that. We we find a corner and yeah. we sit in it. And luckily, other people are more outgoing and yeah, they come yeah. up to us and we're able to like kind of get the ball rolling. But for some reason, we're just like, oh, let's just be completely introverted over here in this corner. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I was starving. So I was just like shoveling in hors d'oeuvres <laughs> to my face. Um, and so we, uh, we were chatting a bit with, uh, the folks over at retrospective film. They had Mm -hmm. a film called inmate, um, and, uh, that was in our block. And so we were talking to them and then sitting with them and then, um, you know, so as the, uh, the ceremony went on, uh, their lead actor, um, had, had one best, uh, best actor. Mm -hmm. And first ever. Yeah, well, and he's been so, nominated before, but this was his first. Yeah, time. and and I don't know what, like I don't know what possesses us in that moment. Like when it's just so weird because we're socially antisocial. Um, well, but, that's the thing is that we're antisocial until we know you, and then we're yeah, but like, we didn't like we didn't really know them. That's the funny thing is like we didn't really know them, but there's just like this moment where because you understand the process of making a film. Um, also, so their their film inmate was um, uh, I swore that their set was uh, like when you when you rent spaces in, in L.A. Yeah, because I've looked you I've looked rent, for like, those yeah, stages, you yeah. know, it's basically a, a, a stage like a jail cell or like yeah, an interrogation prop. room or set prop kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And yeah, so they'll have like, you know, when you watch like when you watch um kind of uh like lower budget indie movies like and there's like um 
a police station or like when you watch stuff on WB. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the police station. CW. CW, whatever. And uh, I'm old school. I don't know. <laughs> it's always WB. Um, well, you know, when you watch those kinds of shows and you're just like, that's so not a police station. Like you can tell, you know, because yeah. they all look the same. Like, and so like they, that's, you get those, at the, you can rent those sets out. Mm -hmm. But usually they're crazy expensive because I actually tried to get one once. Um, I needed a police station, say, like, you know. And it was like, oh, it was like over $2,000 a day. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And we have to get to LA. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is just totally not going to work. Um, and so they had a jail cell. And I was just like, okay, I mean, obviously, they, I knew they didn't film out of jail, you know, but I was like, oh, they got like a, you know, they rented out a set. And they did something that was really clever was that they found a, an escape room. Mm -hmm. And genius, because I thought, Oh, it's a movie set. Yeah. They rented out a movie set. You don't, you know, that's a really, uh, I would have never thought of, you know, an escape room having a room like that, but hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, lesson learned. If we need a jail cell, I don't think about, you know, I might hit up that, uh, that escape room, which is really clever. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's resourceful. Yeah. hundred percent. I was like, that's a set. Yeah. Which it is, but not yeah. for you know. It's you can but then, you pro know, probably get you, that for a way less than than you get they're going to charge you with the lighting and, and yeah. you know stuff, and then you can really kind of sell it because you you know there's going to be portions of it that may not look so great. So then you just let those parts fall into shadow or mm -hmm. whatever. So there's ways or and they did that really well where they were able to kind of use the location and really emphasize the strengths of it with the bars and the bed and the mm -hmm. desk and all that stuff. And then kind of let the walls kind of fall off into shadow. So it doesn't, you know, highlight the fact that I didn't even think about it. I I, th I genuinely thought that it was actual like concrete walls and, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't really even think, but um, you know, it wasn't. So it was like, you know, kudos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there's just like this weird moment where you're like, you know, I don't know these people, but there's this camaraderie in that moment, especially when you share a block with somebody. It's yeah. this weird thing that happens. You yeah. know, like we're in a block together. Yeah, we yeah. got to stick together, man. Um, you know, it's just like you're just cheering for people that you don't even know, but you're just like genuinely happy. Like, oh, yay for yeah, you. Yeah. You know, well, It depends on the people, too. I mean, they, they were very, you know. A lot of times people go to film fest and all they want to do is promote what they made, but they were definitely interested in what we had done. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and we were interested in what they had done. So there was a genuine conversation there to be had. So they're, you know, they're like good people. And, but it's easy to get trapped into those conversations where someone comes up to you and they want to talk to you and you know, they're just waiting for you to ask them about their stuff. Yeah. You know, obviously I didn't feel that way with them. They, they were solid people, but like, that's just, uh, you know, that's just one of the annoying things about Film Fest sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, that does. I mean, we're, we were so prepared that I didn't even have enough fucking cards on me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think you were like, you have cards? I'm like, yeah, I think so. I, I think I have enough. And I had like three. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yay. Uh, messed up there. Definitely should have brought more cards. Um, but this was a really interesting film festival for me because uh, this year, because it was the first time that I had somebody approach me um that had sort of like uh that related to the story um there was this part of me my whole writing career let's call it that um that was always like i want to write something 
that moves an audience. I can't wait to make people cry. Mm. Either with happiness or sorrow or anger. I oh, just want to like, like we, freak people out because people will watch our stuff and cry and be like, I can't I'll believe. I'll never get that time back. Yeah. Um, that you wasted all of my time. And then it, it finally happened. And I was like, I'd like this to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what happened? Tell. tell well, it just tell, tell. there was someone who, you know, um, I guess didn't relate in that that they had gone through the same experience, but that they were afraid of going through a similar experience mm -hmm. uh, with an estranged parent. And so, uh, but she just got very, very emotional. And, you know, I'm weird in that, like, uh, uh, I'll just start hugging a stranger. I don't know, because I'm like, I don't know, you, you seem distressed. And isn't that what you do? Right. And yeah. so, um, and then, like, you know, when you can see somebody trying so hard not to cry and you're like, oh, God, it's not working. Mm -hmm. And so she was like really struggling. And then she was, you know, kind of um, announcing it to me. Like, you know, she's like, I, I cannot believe that I'm doing this right now. <laughs> she's like, I and then she was just like silent, like try to compose herself. And we were just staring at each other. Like, yeah. I was like, you can do it. And she was like, ah, I don't think I can. You know, and then she would cry again. And I was like, OK, um, I wanted this. I thought I wanted this. And now that I have it, I don't want it anymore. But I mean, it was still like, oh, OK, you know, um, just because you don't want somebody to be sad, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, God, I don't want you to feel bad. But um, right. It's, it was it's not a tricky thing, right? Because you're like so proud of yourself for making something. And there's, there's a moment for you where you're like, well, I've written I've written something that affected somebody in this way but then that person is affected that way right in front of you so you're like but i don't want to be like yay you're sad yay yeah, me. exactly <laughs> i am so proud of myself for bringing you to tears yeah. joy um i just felt like a jerk for making somebody cry that hard yeah. <laughs> uh but at the same time i was like i felt bad that i was like oh i did it yeah you know what can you do yeah. Uh, but she was really sweet. And it, I don't know why, I guess, because this storyline is so specific and so obscure that I was like, well, no one's going to relate to this exactly. Right. I don't know if it's that obscure. I mean, it's certainly not common, but it's... I don't I, I don't know a single other person in my life whose um, biological parent was murdered in a botched robbery. Hmm. Their estranged biological father <laughs> was, like, was murdered. I, I got no one on else. The streets. I yeah. got no one else. Uh, so I thought, well, I like, mean, I, that's... I was thinking more generally, like that their estranged father passed away, and you yeah, know, but so... like that's like to me, I think of it like, oh, this story is about this story is about death, just like, but it's very vague or general. It's like, oh, okay, well, lots of people can relate to death because that that can be applied to many different scenarios and situations and people but you know this story was very specifically about the uh the the lack of emotion because a parent is estranged and who dies violently and right. so i was like oh that's so that's so specific you know that i don't see a lot of people being like ah oh, yes i too had an experience where my estranged father had been killed and you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, what are the odds of that? So I but I didn't think of it in terms of like, oh, well, it's enough for a person to have an estranged parent, and then fear how they're going to feel about them passing. 
And it's like, ah, okay. So it was mm. broader than that. I guess I was, you know, just kind of like zoomed in, narrowed in into the the specificity of it. And right. that there was, you know, that, that you could sort of widen that a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I was, I was proud of myself in that moment for writing something that could move somebody but then i just felt like a big asshole for making yeah. someone sad i was like oh great good job Sashia, yeah. idiot um but she was really sweet and so um we you know we got to to meet with a lot of people and we got everybody's cards and stuff like that and um i just really enjoy that film festival yeah i think you're bearing the lead a little bit aren't you here what why are you done talking about the festival yeah we like that festival yeah what? do we not like that festival <laughs> no but i think you know all right so the award we what were is up happening? for. You know, oh, God. Yeah, so Sashia had won for best performance, best female actor. And <sighs> so um, that was, that. that's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's a big thing when, when, when there's a respected uh, film festival or anything like that, that, you know, that sees something in, in, in your work. And so uh, I know you're too, kind of uh whatever to say anything about it you probably wouldn't even have mentioned it if i didn't but no why you know, like, kind of jump in the that. Shark. we were well, talking about the film festival like well, it's you not... want a major award and... <laughs> it's a major award i'm not gonna talk about my award i was talking about the festival as a as a whole yeah, but you you did win an award there yes and, i did and it okay was all right best performance thank you very much okay yes actor, yes and thank a- you to them very rather. much for thank you yes yeah. that's very nice and and it was <sighs> It, I don't know. I was just so proud of you because I know how much the story meant to you. And, and so the performance that you gave in there, you know, was obviously very strong. I mean, it's not the first award that has been won for this film for performance. So, um, you know, the, 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 I'm just so proud of all of you, especially, but everybody, you know, um, f- you know, that the work they've done on the film and uh, yeah. And it was funny because the group that we, kind of connected with there their actor won best female mm-hmm. best male actor and then you would won best mm-hmm. female actor so it was like it was just yeah. kind of a funny we're little we're all linked up yeah it was meant to be um, so, i almost didn't get the award actually because it got, it got crossed with oh, yeah, another person like off they had the list best actor as the best director yeah as someone else so the best director came up at four, to because they're like best actor and then they announced somebody else and you know, at the time, we didn't know somebody else. At the time, we just thought that, that was the yeah. person. Uh, and then they came up and then like, actually, you got best director. And she's like, oh, OK. She was so funny. <laughs> she, was so, she was really funny. Yeah. But she she was kind of confused because I don't think she acted in the movie. So like for her to win that, you know. But she made she was the director. So she, she made a director, thought it yeah. was for one of for the one actors. Of the actors yeah. 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 So, I mean, we, we were none the wiser. But, you know, uh, I, I think. It might have been Shireen yeah. or Wendy or, or both of them that caught it because um, someone else was presenting. And they were like, no, 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 wait. Yeah. And so then, like, I almost didn't hear it because I was too, like, everybody was laughing because, you you know, the, the the girl who got Best Director was, like, really funny about it. And then they were like, oh, no, no, so uh, Best Actor. And then they did it again. And I was just, like, off in my own world, like, ha, ha, that was funny. And then, like, I heard my name and I was like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Um, I wasn't even really in the so moment. You have to go up and make your speech, and that's the other thing I love about the the film fest is that they give you a physical award. And yes. look, I know that that shit's expensive, and not every film festival can do it. But I think when you when 
when you do when you offer that sort of thing, you, it shows that you're willing to invest the money that you make in the submissions. Because how is it that that film festival makes enough money to be able to put on an event like that? Yes, have physical awards, but let's, some are just like online. Yeah, it's let's like, address the fact you that know, it's crazy. Mystic Film Festivals, um, their submission fees are no more than anyone else's. Yeah, they're, 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 in fact, they're on the reasonable end. Yeah. Uh, we've we've encountered some incredibly inflated we, prices. Like, film festivals are inflated as it is, but yeah, you know they're they're right there with everybody else. They're so... right there with everybody else. Our film screen screen at the luxury cinemas in Myst in Mystic. We have yeah. like reclining so seats, I don't understand what little all these tables, other film and everything. Doing with the money, yeah, I, mean, I do. But and it's then like, prior the to the ceremony, there's free wine, which is why they get a headcount yeah. because people will they donate wine and or whatever they're doing. You know, they know how much they have to get. They've got food. They've got everything. They have physical um, badges. You know, a lot of times you go, they're like. You get one pass and there's not even the badges. Now, we didn't get the badges because we were idiots and, you know, we didn't yeah. register properly. Um, but like you there. get actual badges that you're like, OK, yay. And you get to do that. And you've, we've got the wine thing and the hors d'oeuvres. It's at, at an actual theater. And then neat, not even um, the locations that aren't at theaters, like the La Grua Center is a very nice location. It's yeah. not a theater, but it's a big location. It's a big room. Yeah. It's really nice. Like if we had screened there again, I wouldn't have been mad at it. I mean, I'm, I'm, we were excited that it was at the cinemas. We were like, oh, wow, yeah, finally. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. so, you know, usually in film festivals, we, we don't get into the cinema if there's multiple yeah. locations. So we were like psyched about that. But I if it had been... the wrong audio file though. So that you was did. annoying. Uh, but if it had been at La Grua, it would have been like, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a little hurdy on the back because the seats, it's hard to sit for yeah. a long time. So the cinema is nice, but it's even that, like, that's not their cinema, you know, location, but it's still a nice location. Like, yeah. it's still a good yeah. deal. Everything is always, and then they have like tons of like relevant panel meetings. Yeah. Like relevant stuff, not just like, hey, do you want to talk to like some D-list celebrity? Yeah. No. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would, I would rather go to a screenwriting panel yeah. or like something that, you know, like we could actually get something from and network with people. And, you know, half some of the film fest, like we said, we, we submitted to, they, they didn't even play it. It was online. It was all virtual. And they said nothing about this prior. So it's yeah. just like the fact that you get an actual, like a glass etched award yeah. and not Crazy. just a sheet of paper is yeah. like... <sighs> And then the other, I'm sorry, what was the film festival? Was it the film festival that we won the plaque? God, there's, I'm just like, at, there. that's not, I, I'm going to sound so like, there's been so many, but like I, I, I there's been, uh, there's been a few and I have right forgotten. tip of my tongue too. I, I cannot, it was, a, it was one of the newer ones. Yeah, um, that was a fun one though. Well, no, but I'm saying like, when we looked at the table and you were like, you went to the bathroom and then you came in and you were like, they have actual sugar, awards. Sugar, Sugarloaf. Sugarloaf. So Sugarloaf, which is a, a newer one that That's we gonna went to. That's going to be a to. big one too. Yeah. We That's went to that one. They stuff. had they had it like you're like burned into a, like an actual piece of wood. Yeah. You know, like yeah, like a, a nice, rustic piece of wood. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. Like you have an actual award. Like something was put into this. Yeah. Versus just being like, hey, you won. Okay. All right. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, here's oh, your laurels. Have a nice day. Yeah. Here's your laurels, you know, uh, and we get it. Like, especially when a place is starting yes, out. It's tough. Yeah. But, for sure. you know, but. Mystic is actually 
uh, my the last award that they gave me was also glass like and yeah. that was years back you know so they're they've kept that up it's just it makes you feel like yeah these people are really here for filmmakers mm -hmm. and that that's important and we we never waver from them we're always like you know we submit to them yep. and it's going to be tragic one year when we submit and they're like no yeah. what <laughs> yeah. we didn't get in yeah fine uh i mean it, yeah that's the things you never know right because now we've established a rela relationship with them we know the thing so it's like now well we, i'm gonna we'll be heartbroken <laughs> we'll never know if they would if they they're going to be kinder to us than they would someone they don't know right I don't if know. we send them i can't imagine us making anything worse than amber right in terms of quality and amber so, was a good was, it was good yeah but i'm just talking about like there's nothing that would be less than that and they accepted that so yeah you know what i mean so yeah so i mean anyway it, it's just like we said it's a really fun festival and um i think we're waiting to hear from maybe two more two three more or something like that no it's more than that this year oh this year yeah maybe and i don't know we i think... have a couple next year yeah um and as usual i'm just i'm absolutely over it um of course there's just there's just like i've been i've been involved in this since the beginning of the year when i wrote the script in january so i'm just like i'm done it's been almost 11 months at this point yeah. and i just like i just would like to move on to something else um but yeah, I, I don't know what will happen next year if we'll have something for them. But, you know, we just always we like to shout them out because they're we're, no, we're, no, we're, we're horrible at they're we're genuinely like, a good we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then we end up doing something. That I don't know. Yeah. Well, the the animation, I can't do anything about her. That's on you. Yeah, I know. That's on you to finish. Um, yeah. OK, so we're going to move on. Um, we went to go see uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Anybody who knows me knows I was going to go see that weren't going to stop me. Um, I almost didn't get to because like, I don't know what is up with like AMC is like, hey, let's let's put the schedule up 32 hours before a, a film's about to like what what's happening? It's the Tuesday before. It's always that it's way. so annoying, though. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah, that wasn't the case for Taylor fucking Swift. They had no, those schedules going thing, yeah. up on every movie that was available for a month. I I could find yeah. before that thing. But released. Killers of the Flower Moon isn't something that it's not like a a marvel movie where they have to plan it out weeks in advance or something you know unfortunately a film directed by martin scorsese starring leonardo dicaprio and 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 robert de niro that's not a big enough film for a nope. movie theater a three-hour movie with no explosions three and a not half hours enough. three and a half um so yeah like so seven. so the <sighs> He's already given you his review. Uh, Paul is not a Scorsese fan. No, no, no. That's not fair. It is fair. It's the I truth. I am a Scorsese fan. You like Shutter Every Island? Every movie he's ever Literally, done that has it. nothing to do with mobs. Shutter Island <laughs> was the only thing you liked. Because Silence or whatever, you didn't even really... You were like, oh, that was okay. but like Silence? Silence, wasn't it? Silence? Oh. You didn't yeah, really that was, care. Yeah, that. that was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, you yeah. don't... There is nothing that he made aside from Shutter Island that you genuinely enjoy. You're just not but a Shutter Scorsese Island fan. Shutter Island was brilliant. I mean, yeah, it was fucking brilliant. brilliant of course movie. it was. You know, but this film was... I mean, we'll get into it, I guess. You damn skippy, it was! <laughs> this film was really, really good. And I think at two and a half hours, this movie would have been brilliant as well. But it's just... Look, you know, artists are going to artists, and that's your vision. And I don't want to... I wouldn't want that person to change the art, change their art based on what I want or what I would want to see. Marty makes a movie every five years, so yeah. he's got to stretch so, it out. So, 
you know, I'm glad he was he's able to do his vision. But for me, I would have loved this at two and a half hours, and I would have loved. I mean, we'll get into this more, but I would have loved it from maybe a slightly Let's different just, perspective. So, so um, here's the thing. But I, I have some theories about that. Okay, I am. Um, I'm. A, I'm. I'm a big fan of being transparent, and I don't like when people um, sort of jump on a wagon of being a fan of somebody's and then not critiquing anything they do and saying that they love everything that person does and that you're a super fan because you love everything they do. And if you don't love everything they do, then you aren't a fan. And it's like, That's shut right. up. Like, there's things. There, there, there are films by Tarantino that I love more than others. Um, and there are films. Well, not everything could be Bruce Campbell, which everything that the, the person does is perfect. All right. Right. Yes. Bruce Campbell's the only one that not, gets away with that. Yeah. Bubba Hotep, everything. Perfect. perfect <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Perfect movie. movie. Perfect <laughs> performance. He wasn't in charge of the movie, but every um, performance he's ever given has been perfect. Well, performances is different, but I'm talking about like as directors, the directors sure. that I enjoy and stuff. And so, you know, there, there's a lot of movies of Marty's movies that I love and there's some that I don't like as much. And um, but I always appreciate him as a director. And just because I didn't personally enjoy something doesn't mean that he suddenly isn't a good director in my eyes. Right. It's just this one wasn't my favorite or that one wasn't my favorite. I haven't even seen all of Sam Raimi's films or even all of Edgar Wright's films. And I love those directors. So, yeah, yeah I mean, they just, you know, there there are some that you like more than others. Um, I I would be exaggerating if I said that I thought this was a really, really good film. I didn't think it was a really, really good film. I didn't think it was his best film. I didn't think it was uh, Leo's best performance. Mm. Um, I have uh, controversial uh, feelings on De Niro. I personally don't love De Niro. I know that people think that's just like, what are you talking about? How could you say something like that? I don't think that De Niro has a lot of range. I've never forgot that I was watching De Niro with the minor exception of Cape Fear. Minor. What um, about that that movie where he was like a gay sailor? Oh my God, he was a cop, not a sailor. No, he was on a boat. It was like a mythical movie. Oh no, I thought you were talking about with Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, no, no. Wallace. No, no. Which was... again, he was Robert De Niro that had a stroke who happened to be a cop, but it was still yeah. Robert De Niro. No, it, it was, was still like, Robert De Niro. it was like a, like a Disney type movie where he was like on a ship that floated through the Definitely air. Definitely didn't watch like that, that because I don't, I, I'm like, not a De Niro fan. No, like no, no. I, I, I watched, haven't seen it either, but every I time I talk that, about De Niro, they always like, well, what about when he was the gay sailor and that? Okay. So, but you're going to tell me that this man's like 80 years old and you can give me one example. Oh, I'm not defending him. No, I but when someone says that to me, right? Yeah. When they say like, what about that one thing? I'm like, so the one thing, so you're talking about, I don't know, De Niro's yeah. probably been in like a hundred things yeah. in the past 80 years. And like, you're giving me what, there's always that one example that you're going to give me. You're just kind of proving my point here. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of actors that are just like, they're good at being that character. Yeah. But he just happens to be one of those actors to me. I don't find him to be very versatile. I always hear he has a very distinctive way of speaking, very distinctive voice, and he only has one facial expression. So everything that he's in, I'm like, that's Robert De Niro. And mm -hmm. I never forget that. And that works for Goodfellas. And that works for Raging Bull. And that works for Taxi Driver because that was the character. But when he has to get outside of that, it's always Robert De Niro. Like, that's... That's just yeah. my personal opinion. I can't say his. Yeah, I haven't watched. I never watched. I mean, the, you know, other filmmakers. Will Cape Fear was like the one me, that but I've never I seen. Went. Raging Bull or Taxi Driver, so I don't know if you've never his, seen Taxi Driver. No, 
And I don't, so I don't know if his performances in there were much different than how he is now. I mean, I've seen clips of Taxi Driver. Obviously, it's like hard to go through life without seeing clips. But yeah, I thought you'd um, seen that Raging Bull. I've seen clips here and there, but I've never, really, I've, I've never seen them. That's interesting. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I, you know, I have uh, here's I'm I'm very kind of Oppenheimer, but not as not nearly as bad for me. Oppenheimer was one of those movies that everybody was like, best movie of the year, best movie of the year, best movie of the year. It was amazing. The movie was so good. There was nothing wrong with it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think we watched the same movie. Yeah. I thought like it was good in that. Yes, it was, you know, the, the cast was great and yeah. whatever. But like, I thought that the message there was so diluted, so diluted yeah. that it was, it was distracting for me because I was like, I can't believe that we're taking this perspective when you had the opportunity to like actually be honest here. Um, and yet again, with Native Americans, <laughs> yeah. with the Native Americans that got screwed in, in, in uh, that, in the story in Oppenheimer, nothing mentioned there. Yeah. Um, and then here, definitely not nearly as egregious by any means. Um, I no, appreciate. It actually got the support of that community. Yes. And so, I know there were yes. some outspoken people that felt, a, you know, that they weren't so happy. Yeah, about weren't it, yeah. so happy about it. But I don't think there was any kind of like F this movie because it's a tricky thing. Right. And and that's like it's and Matt Damon had mentioned this about a movie he had done. Hmm. And it was like, is it more important that if if the way that the system is set up, mm-hmm. if the only way that this movie could be made is if. If it's directed by a white person with Leonardo DiCaprio as the lead, uh, and the answer is yes, because what what um, well known like Native American right. director do you right. know of? And so, but but then that's the question you have to ask yourself: Is it more important that this movie is made this way, or that it's not made at all? Right. You know, and so that's an interesting an question, argument, and everybody's yeah, going to have a different threshold for that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think. M- marty i'll call him marty because you know we're we're on that level why not um what i think he did is he kind of in my opinion i don't know i've never seen any interviews or anything but in my opinion i feel like he he utilized that tool as a way to tell the story so it's told i would have loved the the story to have as would you have been Mm -hmm. told from her perspective or from their perspective just from the osage the the, osage community because that's that's the that's the story is about them. It's not about, it's not a, to me, it's not about Rob, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's Ernest, character. Yeah. It's not about him. Um, but we're talking, we're telling it through him. And the idea is that in my head is like, well, this, and, and this kind of goes into the ending. Cause at first I, I hated the ending and then I thought about it and I was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. But the idea is that. Well, the ending is, was reality. Well, but the ending was, white people telling this story sure you know and so the film is white people telling the story mm-hmm. and because that's how we know the story because we don't even know the the full scope of everything that happened because even the retelling of this as honest as it can be is always going to be from a white perspective it's and diluted, so yeah yeah and so i feel like he was kind of leaning into that and using that as a tool to tell the story and he was able to be you know and i and i think that you know, my problems with the film are like, you know, you have Leonardo DiCaprio's character as almost uh, uh, almost like a redemption, you know? Yeah, and... so I think the problem is that 
that this this portion of our history um, in this country needed to be brought to light. But I don't. And yeah. and and yeah. and when you're involving large budgets and a studio, it's not going to happen any other way than with a well-known director. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's wrong. Uh, but that is the reality of it. The reality is that we either don't tell the story or we tell the story the way the studios will allow it to to take place. OK. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to like just accept that as a fact. Like this is the, this is the only option that we have. Like, OK, um, again, you know, we don't know how much pushback there was from the studios. Right. Uh, you cannot assume, oh, well, it's Martin Scorsese. He got his way. Like, no, he's had to. First of all, Leonardo DiCaprio was one of, I think De Niro as well, maybe might have been executive producers or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, everybody kind of had to get their elbows in there to make this happen. And this isn't the first time that he's wanted to do something that the studios have been like, yeah, we don't see it. And then he had to find other ways to fund it, despite his, uh, you know, his uh, fame as a director. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and so I just only wish that that yeah, like, yes, it's very good that we're focusing uh, we're focusing the light on that part of our history. But I wish that that light had been focused as much on the people of Osage, Osage, rather, sorry, um, in that community as it did attempting to humanize Ernest's character. I thought like, you know, so. Well, Ernest as a character, not Ernest's character as a person. Well, his yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That the the character of Ernest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the 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 strange sort of uh I don't even want to say it was like I don't I don't feel at all that he was trying to redeem him in any way. But what you're doing is that Well Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio is well known and he's charming in his way. You know what I mean? So you already are you you're already sort of putting him in this nicer light because we know it's Leo. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's where he screwed up with that, maybe. I mean, look, Leo's one of my favorite actors. Uh, uh, he makes some weird choices in life and love, but <laughs> but that's his business. Everybody's yeah. consenting age. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, he's. I've been a fan of Leo since I was literally, like, a child. Like, mm-hmm. I've followed his career mm-hmm. from growing pains up. Yeah. And so I, I'm always team Leo when it comes to casting shit, and I think he does an amazing job. But the problem is... It's hard to look at Ernest's character for what he really is when you start adding this charm. Yeah. Yeah, because his his the character, I mean, I think Leo played it brilliantly as Leo does. It's not like, you know, that's what you're but getting. But do you think from it was him. his best character? People no. are saying he's his best. I'm I like, think his I'm Django like, character was better hell than this yes. one. But you know, I, I, I also feel like um Yeah, I, I feel like there was, I, I don't know, I feel like there was this kind of redemption arc that, and I don't know the per, like, I don't know if this earnest character was like this, but there's a scene that where, uh, the, 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 um, what was her name? Matt, Mar, what was the? Molly. Molly. Uh, she came to him and was like, you know, he had just in court said, yeah, I plan to murder this whole family for the money and, and the oil money and all this sort of stuff. And then she comes to him and is like, what did you give me? And she and to me, that whole scene read as if if he was just going to be honest and admit that he was poisoning her, then then that would have that would have fulfilled his redemption arc. And he didn't. So then she walked away. But like, 
you know, I don't know if it was just her trying to get him to admit it. And then if she, if he did admit it, would he, would she have taken him back? Like, you know, so I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know what they were trying to say with that scene, but that's how it came off to me. Well, the problem was that the real Molly did seem to have a very, as per sources and her surviving uh, family, um, she struggled. She seemed to struggle with believing that he genuinely was trying to harm her. She believed that he loved her. And I guess that's one of the things that, you know, we're look because we're looking at what's happening. Right. And we're going like, how could you not put together two and two? You know, yeah. because she clearly was suspicious of it. She went to her priest and said she's afraid to eat in her home. Yeah. And the person that's in your home consistently is your husband. So you must have suspected yeah. that this man was was trying to harm you. But for some reason, she she did genuinely love him and she did not want to believe that he was trying to kill her. And yeah. I guess uh, in in reality, when he had confessed to uh the sister and being involved in that and then you know that's when she was like all right i'm done she remarried and she divorced and remarried and that was that um but i think that there was a very and again i don't know if this was the studios and also uh the movie would have had to at least have been four hours at this point but i think that there was a massive opportunity lost in not giving more backstory on how the Osage community got to that point. They yeah. just did this really quick like, oh, we you're seeing the, the natives, you're oh, seeing natives oh. dancing around oil. Up, oh, there must have been oil. Okay, so now they're rich. Boom. Let's start the story. And I'm yeah, like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Let's back up for a second. Yeah. Because it's a big going story. going back into when we were in school, forget about now. We're like we're, you know, we're arguing whether we should teach actual science. It's over. I'm talking about like back when we were in school, um, you know, when we actually taught history and stuff like that. But it was well, always it was, you know, it was, it was always a, like that. It was, the, very... it was a, a history through a sieve. Right. And whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever sat at the top that looked the prettiest. And then we let everything else fall through. And so but at that time, we we still just dis- like when you talk to a generation, we talk to generations now and they don't even know how to read analog clocks. And the fact that you're talking to generations now that don't know what the Holocaust is, it's fucking over. Like, we, we're clearly not teaching history at all, not even through a sieve. We're not even getting that history out. You know, we're, we're getting there's nothing being taught. Yeah. And so one would have to assume. And yes, I understand that the majority of the audience members for this film are not going to be like 25 and under. But, yeah. you know, I really do feel like you you should you should always use a film of this importance and a storyline of this importance uh, of this caliber to to give real history because we didn't get this in school, right? Native Americans in our, like when we were being taught, like the most they did. There were savage Indians. Yeah, well, I mean. I remember learning about how, you know, Christopher Columbus came over and. Saved the world. (laughs) Saved the world and he, you know, settled them because they were all these crazy like you know it's just this crazy revisionist history that we yeah, got taught yeah. and but i i mean i did have some teachers that were that were, were I modern i did i did absolutely in high school and so what i'm saying history. well you're supposed to like a small town yeah, i mean yeah. in in uh public school in the city like our classes were huge and you had more options and so um, I had teachers that did, you know, they, they taught about the, the genocide of, of Native Americans and all this stuff. And so I learned that, but a lot of people 
don't, depending on where they grew up in this country and who their teachers were. And so I think it's really important for people to understand why Molly is named Molly, why her sister's name is Anne. And you're like, hold on. Why is she why is she Catholic? Yeah. And that that's massive because that's a huge part of how all of this started. And so there wasn't the part that was that that explains how they got to be. I think I mean, at that point, I think they were the well, some of the wealthiest people in the world. Yeah. In in, in, it was the wealthiest part of the world per capita per capita at the time. The time. Yeah. And so but what. What you're missing out on is how they got into this position where, you know, she is Catholic and where they have essentially white names, right? Mm -hmm. And that people in that time, that the tribes at that time were sort of like condensed down to this one area. It happened to be by luck that oil struck in that area and that one, you know, that small section of land that they got to keep. But... The way that natives were treated at that time, especially children and all that, was that they were westernized, if you will, mm-hmm. is the best way to, to, you know, in comparison to now. And they were basically, they attempted to strip them of their nationality and of their practice and of their religion and beliefs and all that stuff. And basically just make them Catholic, you know, white sounding yeah. uh, members of society. Um, and aside from their garb, you, you know, wouldn't know because they were trying to sort of change all of that. Um, and I thought that was really, that's something that the audience should have known. I felt we kind of like dropped into the story and that was left out. Um, another thing that I'll say that I think a lot of people are going to gasp at is like, everybody's talking about like, just hand Lily Gladstone her Oscar. Personally, I don't think it was an Oscar worthy performance and not because she's not an Oscar worthy actress, but because of the way it was written, the role was not engaging. I realized that her character and that, that Molly was sick through most of the movie. I understand that, you know, they, it, it was like this, this thing where, and they talk about it in the film too, where you know, it, it it was like a thing where they don't say much, mm-hmm. and and they do that on purpose because they want you to keep talking, and then if you keep talking, they learn more about you, and it was like a tactic. So I know that that was part of like the the I don't want to say it was part of the culture, but that at least in the film they they use that as a as a tool to to kind of learn more about people by not talking. So her character it didn't work for her. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did not work. Yeah. There, but it know, didn't work for her or anyone in her family. Yeah, it would have been it would have been or anyone in the tribe for that matter, because I was just like, I don't understand. I guess that was another thing that was confusing to me is that when they, they were sort of having this like big community meeting about what was going on and how the murders were that, you know, they were, yeah, yeah. They were multiplying and multiplying. Nobody's doing anything. So now they wanted to pri- but, hire private investigators and go to Washington. All this, and I'm like that everyone in the everyone in the community and the tribe seemed to have no problem acknowledging that like the white men that were coming in were coming in to take advantage of us and kill us but nobody bothered to look over to their left or right where Robert De Niro was very clearly sitting suspiciously no one suspected this dude at any point yeah like at any point they weren't like you know what Maybe this guy has something to do with it. It's like they suspected every white person except the most suspicious one in the room, yeah. which was so frustrating. Well, that would have been that would have added like if you're telling like just from a narrative standpoint, you're telling this from Molly's point of view, mm-hmm. and you don't suspect De Niro. So De Niro's played, you know, he plays this 
nice character that does but a lot for didn't. the town. Right. But then if you're if you're telling the story from Molly's point of view, think about the reveal of that. You find out that your husband has been helping murder your yeah. family and then yeah. this guy that's been helping you is is the ringleader of it all. And I feel like that reveal from a narrative point of view, I think is I don't want to say it's stronger because that's all. I think it's way stronger. It's, well, it's it's all you know relative to the viewer, but you know, uh, I feel like for me it would have been more interesting, you know, being that I don't know the story at all to kind of find that out as the film progresses because you know that right away, you know, as you know, you know, like they're not up to no good. The other thing that was kind of weird for me uh, as far as Leo's performance goes, it was like at the beginning when he's first sitting was with the Nero. <laughs> no it was with the beginning when he's first sitting with De Niro and he's like you like women I like all women I don't care if they're heavy or red or blue or green or whatever he says I like when they smell nice yeah he he played that part like he was a complete moron yeah and then later on he seemed to have a little bit more sense so I feel like it was a little uneven in terms of like how dumb it, this character is you know what I mean I thought he seemed he pretty was, dumb throughout he was pretty dumb throughout you know as a baseline but there was some moments where he just seemed more out of it and you know uh because yeah i don't know it just seemed a little uneven in, in regards to that there was this brilliant moment though that i really loved where when he first sits down with with molly and there's a, an exchange they have which i felt to me felt really 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 natural at, the, di- at, the, at table? the dinner table mm-hmm. yeah Felt there was like he was like said something that she didn't really understand what he said and and that stuff is really hard to script when natural conversations when somebody says something and somebody takes it the wrong way oh no I didn't mean like that I meant like you know like that sort of stuff is really kind of difficult to to script and I'm sure there was a lot of you know characters the the actors had input you know in the in the way the scene played out or whatever I'm sure but you know it was just like a really it was a really nice moment from a from a film perspective but. Yeah, I would have loved this film from Molly's perspective, 10 times, two and a half hours from Molly's perspective, with a little <laughs> bit more background on that. You know, like, because... You just want to make sure about, like, that you put that in there, right? I would have loved this at two and a half yeah, hours versus three really and a half hit that, hit that home. Um, because, look, I never felt bored or anything. I wasn't no. like, oh, my God, it's still going on. No, but I look, just feel like, like if you tighten it up a bit, it would have been more impactful. Plus, like... Um, it wasn't the Irishman. I I was ready for that movie yeah, to be over. I'm sorry. I I that probably one of my least favorite of Marty's movies. I love the dude, yeah. but like two hours into that, not even two hours, I was just like, I'm not really into this story. I was never invested in it, and it was just way too. Yeah. I think it was even longer. Wasn't that like four hours? Yeah, something like that. Like, and so for this, like especially towards the end, once once he gets arrested or whatever the legal stuff, we are 100 from Leonardo Caprio's characters perspective we don't even we don't even know what's going on in her head and i feel like we don't know what she's she's finding out all this information this crazy information that her husband that she loves that she felt loved her because he was he did seem like he loved really genuinely liked her or was in love with her but how could you genuinely love somebody whose family you're murdering and causing distress and then like do that people can think sure yeah but but we had no insight into her her headspace during right. that whole time. And right. I would have loved to have seen that because it wasn't even. You know, you got no. all of his mindset. Mm-hmm. And then what changed his mind is like a, a kid died. Yeah. And so now his I'm a good person. All I'm gonna, of a sudden, now I'm yeah. gonna now I'm gonna I'm gonna switch sides. So it's like I, I I I don't know. Like the ending 
was a bit of a mess in regards to that sort of stuff. Still, like you know, look, it was like it's it's still like a, a high level film. It's it's a it's a film that is a piece of art, which I appreciate. Yes, you know, like anything like Nolan does is a piece of art, whether yeah. I love it or hate it. It's still, and like, all cinematography that was beautiful. Great. It was a film in, in the true sense of the word. Um, there were certain things that didn't work for me, and that's fine. I think that that's more than okay. If you try to please everybody in a film, you end up pleasing nobody. So I feel like. The fact that you take risks and people don't like things, I think, feel like is a good thing for a film. And this did take some risks in being long and the way that it was told from a different perspective. But and like, I feel like I just I, feel I, like I, they glazed over the yeah. murders. It was just like, all right, so that you know, she's like telling a story, and she's like, and then this one, and then this one, yeah. and then this one was found here, and this one was like, all right, and then let's and let's move on to the thing. You know, it's just like, okay, hold on. Again, I can't help it's, but focus on the lost yeah. opportunity where it's, well, it's just like it's, this. It's, this story seemed to have no. There was no focus on the actual victims. Yeah. Much like in real life. Well, that's, it was sort think, of like. I think that was that was that was what he was trying to say, especially with the ending, is that even these all these atrocities happened, and yet it's still white people at the end of the day telling the story of Native Americans, and so. Um, but there is a way around that. And then I don't know. But, like but I said, I don't know if the thing. studio was like, yeah. we ain't doing it but that here, way. But here's the thing. This movie had a budget of like 200 million or something mm -hmm. crazy. And it's like, you can make this film for under $100 million. If you sure. can make the creator for under $100 sure. million, you can make this film. There was, there was obviously special effects that we'll never know with cities and all this crap. Uh, you know, it's more of the invisible special effects, but set extensions and all that crap. There's probably tons of money thrown in towards that. But I feel like you get this film down to like a really reasonable budget and that gives you the freedom. Then it becomes less of a risk and that gives you the freedom to then cast maybe an unknown in the lead, you know, because you do. Even well, if, she, even if, even if Lily even Gladstone if, is not super well known. And no, and, but if you still have Leo in it, if you still have De Niro in it, but they're playing smaller roles and this is her film. I feel like at, yeah. at like, let's say $60 million. But I don't million, think the studios are going to go for that. You can, you can do that. That's the thing. The studios are like, if you have But I think like, at $60 million, they will. Not at possibly, 200 Possibly, right? But then we don't, we don't know where, where, what Leo and De Niro's cut is in this. Sure. Which is probably, I'm assuming, a nice percentage. But what I was going to say, just in, in defense of but Gladstone... But then how bad do you want to tell the story if you're only sure, doing it for... Sure, but you know? this is Hollywood after all, right? Sure. In defense of Gladstone, there's a movie that I watched the trailer to. I haven't seen the movie, but I watched a trailer to called The Unknown Country that she's the lead in. I think that also released in 2023. So it's, she was kind of doing these very mm. close together. Um, I think it's amazing that she got this part. So I don't want to take away from the fact that as an actor, she absolutely held her own in a scene with Leonardo DiCaprio. So you're talking about a very seasoned, well-known actor who's been working since he was a child. That's not easy to do, to yeah. sit, to, to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with somebody in a scene like that and stand out and look like you belong there. Yeah, That is very hard to do. So what I'm saying is that I, when I say she is an Oscar-worthy actress but i don't think for the way this character was written it wasn't that she wasn't capable of doing it is that i don't think they gave the character yeah. enough dimension now if you watch the trailer to the unknown country like th that performance there i want to see that mm. her th this character like i understand that her existence and for her whole family and herself has been around sadness 
and murder and theft. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, well, what the fuck do I have to be happy about? But there was no, I mean, it was just one dimensional through the whole thing. It was just one tone. That character had one tone through the whole movie. And the only time we actually saw her break from it was when the house blew up. And then she screamed for like five seconds. Like that was it. And then she went like right back to like the same. Because she was at the same speed from beginning to end. And so I was just like, I would like to. I understand she's sick and she can't get too excited. But in the beginning, I was like, give me something more. Like the character felt like an afterthought, which was so unfortunate. If you're going to tell this story, it was kind of like. It was kind of like the Osage community got fucked all over again. You know what I mean? It's like, so we're going to tell the story. We'll allow this, but not this and not that. I felt like that that the Osage were secondary to the movie about Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. The yeah. movie was about Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Yep. It was all about Ernest yeah. and Ernest. Yeah, I love money. He loves money and gambling and doing all his shit. And then it's like. I'm sorry, but that's not a redeeming, like him telling the truth at the end. He didn't love her. You don't do something like that to a person that you love. But in his mind, do you think he loved her? Like in his mind? I don't think that he knows what love is. So yeah, to Mm. him, that is love because he doesn't understand what love is. He's a selfish person. I'm not going to say that he's a sociopath because I don't think that he was. And I don't think that he was a psychopath either. I think that he was uneducated and he was immature and i think he was a narcissist in ways as well but he just didn't have enough power to actually i think that that uh his uncle was the true narcissist you know what i mean what i didn't understand also was like leonardo dicaprio's character we established from the very beginning as you said was sort of a dunce and i didn't understand why so much trust was put into him yeah how like his brother so how did byron you think that was going to go byron was way more conniving yeah than Ernest was and I didn't understand if if he was supposed to be so smart why he would put the entire success of this plan and 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 taking these people out to steal their land on the shoulders of Ernest yeah 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 your whole plan rests on on Ernest not like I don't know how that was ever supposed to work yeah um and so you know, lo and behold, when this whole thing starts falling apart, he then becomes the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that mm-hmm. was the goal for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just weird to me because like Byron, although he had had relations with Anne, I believe it was. He wasn't married to any of these women. Yeah. So it was just like. But, then I, but that's why I think they got been? Leonardo DiCaprio's character because he. They wanted it because he went with one of the girls, but then they broke up with him. So none of the girls were interested in him. So that he had, so, so De Niro's character had to bring somebody else in that that the girls would be interested in. And then Leonardo was a, a handsome person, so that's why he brought him in to to do that. Yeah, so I think he was I, just kind of at the mercy of his ignorance no, because I, I don't know. He because... wanted somebody in there. He needed somebody to marry it one of the so he can get the get I think the maybe for Byron it was that he was hot headed um it's like all these people were too greedy for their own good yeah and their plan I want to say failed but did it because neither of these people died in jail they were all released yeah they all lived their lives out you know I think 
I don't. Molly I, only I, lived to be like fifty. Yeah, and I don't understand what somebody. One of them died in the eighties. I don't know if it was. Yeah, I think that was Ernest. Ernest. It's crazy because that's not that long ago. I think it was Ernest because you know? I think her. I was alive in the eighties. Her as well. granddaughter yeah. had done an interview or something like that yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 and I don't I just and I don't understand. Because like, if Byron was smart, he would have treated Anne like gold and married right? her. But like, he but he chose to argue with her and insult her. And it's like, no, well, no, no, you play. I still, you know, I feel like your ego is going to overtake anything. Exactly. That's, one, what, but, but that's what I'm saying. They're, yeah. They were too greedy for their own good. They couldn't even no, play. No, they were too. They, their ego too is egotistical so. egotistical for yeah, their own good. Yeah. Their ego is. Well, their ego is also money and fed they're trying by to, greed. Yeah. But it's like. And plus, like, look. I never, ever want to victim blame. That is a horrible, horrible thing to do. But don't marry white dudes that just love money. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. Like, I, that was. So I was like, "What are you about to, to say?" So here's here's that the thing. That was so confusing to me. It's like you. He literally is telling you that all he cares about is money, and he's lazy, and you marry the person. Like, well, I don't. The, I didn't problem, understand her motivations for that. Any of their motivations. though, here was the thing. So when it when I when we watched the movie, right, when we first watched it, and I and 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 this particular scene that I'm going to talk about came up. I was like, fuck, that's harsh. It was with her mother, right? Yeah. So her mother had a preference for Anne over Molly. She didn't care for Molly. She didn't want Molly when she was sick and all that. And when she, she makes a very nasty comment to her and I'm like, that was rude. <laughs> it's like, wow, your mom's an asshole. And her mother says um, something, I don't remember verbatim, but it was something along the lines of that, like she was watching her lineage be killed because all of her daughters were marrying white people yeah and i was like oh fuck and then i'm thinking about it i'm like well like hold on though <laughs> because if they hadn't married these men they wouldn't be able to have access to the property there was truth to it yeah sadly there was truth but to I, it they were marrying to... the men in these towns yeah. And 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 falling for their shit, you know, and then having all of their land taken from taken from them. And that was the part to me that was confusing when we were, you know, they were having this community meeting that I was just like, why are you trusting any white people at this point? I wouldn't trust any white people that came into this town with anything, especially. And then so De Niro's character, I don't know why his name's completely escaped me. I knew it. Um, De Niro's character um, oh, and I forgot the name of it. So the character that that he was supposed to shoot and didn't, but then wound up shooting in the car. Oh, Remember, he yeah, put the yeah. insurance policy out on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're supposed to shoot him in the front of the head, the front, front of the yeah, head. I told when him. you start, um, uh, William Hill. Yeah, William Hill. So um, the guy that was like, I feel like he almost owned him. That guy that he that he had killed. Yeah had killed not that he had killed but the guy that he was uh that he'd hired to have killed i'm like did, like did nobody else look at it and be like i'm sorry why is what is what's going on here with this guy yeah you know i'm like why are we working for you and yeah, what you know yeah. i like none of that regard the guy who tried to kill himself that the, you know, her, yeah, her, yeah. her 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 husband technically yeah, yeah. her original her husband via the tribe um well yeah but when they were kids yeah. right but what i'm saying whatever ceremony yeah, yeah. like they they were connected the the relationship he had with De Niro was crazy suspicious to me. Yeah. And so it was just like, I wanted to just jump through the screen because I was like, why are you guys trusting him but suspicious of everyone else? Like, yeah. he seems so like such a snake. And 
like yeah. forget like yeah I'm, I'm sorry to say it but like yeah it'd be like yeah we, we're not marrying any white people i don't want to talk to any white people no one in the house i don't trust anybody i don't trust anybody but, you have to but we're wonder, especially like, not marrying in because like this would seem like the perfect thing to do and it wasn't it's what happened but also what rights did women have at that time yeah what were what these women the able Americans to do yeah. at that time what rights even the, with the their 20s? money even with their money the 20s or something i think right 20s and 30s what when this took place uh, or when it started because it was over a period of time well yeah it was a, it started it had in electricity the 20s. at the end no no it started in the 20s yeah. and then um i think everything happened in the late 30s yeah. or early 40s i think late late 30s yeah what's going on um so i just I, you know yeah that's that that's the problem though see that was the problem it was like there wasn't enough backstory and there wasn't enough of those little details that would make you go, oh, this is why they were marrying all these white guys or this is why this was happening. You're, you're like just throwing us into the story and then you're thinking of things logistically. And you're going, why the hell are you marrying white guys? They're all evil. Yeah. <laughs> like Every yeah. white person that comes in here, you can't trust but anyone. Like, wonder, why would you marry like, them? And this was never talked about in the film, but I have to wonder like if you have these greedy white people, right, that are, are you know, De Niro and whatever. And it's like, the Native Americans have this land. Let's say this plot of land belongs to these people, but let's say all these people get mar- get murdered. What happens to that land then? They don't. None of the kids survive. Everybody's murdered. That I believe the land goes back to the state, right? And then the state sells it off. So you can't just kill them. Well, if you marry, yeah, you can. So you have to marry them and then yeah. kill them. Well, remember, like the guy wanted to adopt the two kids and then kill them so that he could. Yeah. He yeah, he was literally just it. like, yeah, I want to kill them and take the land. Yeah. Because back then, you, you could kill a Native American, and as long as it wasn't super obvious, it was like, whatever. Well, I mean, that's kind of the shit. whole basis of the film was, yeah. I mean, they didn't... Even, they, never, they never did any... Even when the Federal Bureau got involved, it wasn't in the way that you would think. It wasn't yeah. as chivalrous as you're thinking, that they came in and they were like, oh, let's suddenly do right by everybody. Yeah. It wasn't quite like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and so... Uh, also, just before I forget, I heard a couple or read a couple people saying that Brendan F- Fraser in the small time he was on screen stole that film. Let me tell you something. I love that man, but no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. I hate when people say shit like that. It's like, were you watching the movie with your eyes open? <laughs> Like, you can say that someone's great and support them and be like, oh, I love Brendan Fraser. I'm here for his comeback. Not th- He doesn't. St- he did not steal the, f- the entire three and a half hours of that movie in the, the seven m- minutes that we saw him yeah. on screen. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, You're being ridiculous. Yeah. The one kind of um, uh, 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 nugget of, of information I found out was that this wasn't the first time this story had been told. Hmm. This, there was a film made back in the day, the 30s or 40s or something, um, about this whole incident. And it was the first time that a Native American directed a film. So then I was like, oh, man, I should watch that version. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, uh, ask me to name a, a Native American director. I can't. And that's the problem. Yeah. You know, uh, and this is where creating opportunity and and being inclusive and all that stuff is really important but you know 
if, if we're if we're living in reality, we're we're probably a very, very long way from that. You know, it, everything, any type of progress is going to happen at a snail's pace. And so I understand the argument of like, look, either this movie doesn't get made or it gets made the way Hollywood allows it to be made. Yeah. Um, and well, that goes back to my original point is like, do you prefer this version of the story or no version of the sure. story? Sure. And know? I under, I do understand. And, but, that. I, but I do feel like that also can be a crutch you know yeah. where people are like well it's better that we tell it this way than not at all and it's like well how about you just tell it the right way you know get a get a native well, american be, yeah, director because now get... if this movie starts winning academy awards and, that's and oscars that... and all this yeah. stuff they'll be like see it was fine the way it was we didn't need to we, we couldn't give this to an unknown there was the only the only way this would work is if somebody like scorsese or nolan or whatever took the story over which is in some ways true, right? Because it wouldn't have been marketed the way they would market those movies. And so it wouldn't have made the money that it made and it wouldn't have seen the screen time that it saw. But that isn't because of the production or the talent or the editing or any of that. It's because you wouldn't have given it the opportunity to succeed. Um, and we also live in a society where we're obsessed with celebrity. And so mm -hmm. people would have been like, oh, I don't know any of these people. I mean, you have to be realistic in that a lot of the pull for the audience of this is the cast. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so ultimately, like, look, I I do recognize the efforts made to consult with the Osage community throughout the production. Uh, they had to learn the language. Uh, and he was, you know, very detailed in that. And I think that's that's great. You know, there while there were people that didn't necessarily agree and didn't love every aspect of this, there wasn't an outcry of like, hey, you fucked this up majorly. Yeah. And so I think that's great. And I, I do appreciate that he told a story. And I think that he made a really good film as in terms of a film. But in terms of the message, it felt like an opportunity was lost to place the victims of this crime in the forefront. Yeah. He put the villains in the forefront. This was a villain, a villain's story and not a film told from the perspective of the victims. And I just thought, you know, brilliant cinematography and directing and editing and performances doesn't overshadow the fact that it was kind of three and a half hours of aesthetically cinematic whitewashing. Yeah. It does kind of feel like that because yeah. it's like, all right, so it's finally a movie about the reign of terror, right? A big budgeted movie about the reign of terror and the bullshit that happened in this country. And this wasn't like, it, it, there there were upwards of into the hundreds possibly of Native Americans that were killed during this time. In, in, in Oh my God, yeah. Potentially because of hail and all this shit. And it's like, that story finally gets told and the stars of the film were the villains. Mm -hmm. It was the white dudes in the movie. I mean, that's th those are the people who got the most screen time. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's that's kind of that, it's disappointing. I I avoided the trailers to this film like the plague. Yeah. yeah you did. I did still watch it. But you, as you know, the few movies we went to, they played it. I would have my ears plugged and I was like, you know, opening and closing my ears so that it would sound weird so that I because you can still hear it. It's so loud when you plug yeah. your ears. If anything came on TikTok, I was like, boom, if it was on TV, boom, I changed the channel or I muted it. I didn't want to hear anything and I didn't want to know anything. Mm -hmm. And so. I genuinely went in thinking this was going to be from the perspective of the Native Americans. And so I was like, oh, well, like, I, like about two hours in, I was like, 
wait a minute. <laughs> like we got a lot of Leo here and I got a lot of De Niro here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm getting that movie at all. And so then I kind of had to like switch my brain the way I was watching it to still kind of like take it in. Cause I was like, all right, don't ruin it for yourself. But it really, it wasn't the movie I thought we were going to get. I really thought we were going to get it from their perspective. And I think I would have even taken a bit more of a balance, even if yeah. they were like, look, we can't do it all from their perspective because rah, whatever. It's like, I just would have liked a little bit more backstory on how we got here for people that don't know. And trust me, people don't know. Mm-hmm. I can assure you that the majority of people that are sitting in the audience watching that are not aware of how why she's catholic and why their names are yeah. what they, you know you, they don't know that you weren't taught that history and so yeah. i really felt like that was well, too big a story a for a film it really deserves a uh you know a series i think or i think we could have cut certain things and made yeah. that happen yeah. i think certain th- 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 we could have lived with a little less earnest yeah. and a little less william hale and had a little bit more about what this film i thought was going to be about yeah. so Real quick, couple couple notes mm-hmm. uh, that I came across that were interesting. That film that I mentioned earlier was called um, "Tragedy of the o- uh, of the Osage Hills." That was by J- uh, James Young Deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in 1926, mm. and there was like the FBI story, which involved had depicted some of these murders as well. But that 1926 film would be interesting. And as far as budget, you know, you said uh, is Leonardo DiCaprio and whatever. Mm-hmm. He got paid thirty million for this movie. There you go, Leo. Um, <laughs> there you go. Jesse Plemons had to turn down the role in Nope. He was supposed to play Stephen Yun's character. Oh, but he really? Had to turn it down to play to do this. Um, Martin Square. Uh, De Niro kept getting annoyed at um, uh, Leo for ad libbing a lot. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> uh, thought that was interesting. he let him keep that line about being a handsome devil though. Yeah. Um, there was a couple other ones that were kind of funny and interesting. Uh, yeah, it cost $200 million. Oh, and so in real life, Molly was 10 years older than mm. Uh, mm. Leo's character. But in this, it was reversed. Mm-hmm. She was 10 years younger. So, of course. Yeah, so, <laughs> Welcome yeah, to Hollywood. Know. I mean, it's Leo after all. I mean, I mean yeah, oh. she would have been 20 years younger than him. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I uh, Jesse Plemons, that's... In Nope, I don't know that I could have. Could have seen. I mean, he I could mean do anything, it's Jesse Plemons. I love Jesse Plemons, but I mean, I I guess you know things work out the way they work out. Yeah, it's, could have been so many people in that role, but um, yeah, I mean, like I said, thirty million dollars. You tell me, you 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 couldn't you, you couldn't take less. You couldn't take less than that. Yeah, seriously, Leo. I I love you as an actor, but uh, no, <laughs> no. no. You know, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you really want to tell the story, if it really was about the story, I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I think as a film, it was a good, it was, if, if we, if we're taking the, the politics out of it, which you shouldn't, but if we are, if we're just looking at it from a cinematic perspective, yeah, it was, it was beautifully shot. The editing was great. He always does great with sound design and music and all that, you know, Mm -hmm. there wasn't a ton of music, but you know, he always, he always does the job. He always does the job. But I just felt like 
much like Oppenheimer, I was like, yeah, this is not nearly as bad. Like I said, Oppenheimer was really egregious with it, but it just was like, fuck, I, I really thought he was going to focus more on the actual victims of this. Yeah. And and I like I said, I don't know how much of that was in his control. Yeah. I'm sure he probably would have done more with it if the studios had allowed. But it is what it is. Um, I am interested in seeing um, Gladstone's other movie though, because that looked really interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, she was. Um, like... And I think it's like I, I think it's great that she got the. That's it's wild. It's wild that she was about to take like a nine to five job, and then she got an email and was like, "Yeah, Martin Scorsese wants you to, to meet yeah. with you." You know that that's a crazy good opportunity, and I mm -hmm. I think she she has a great uh, presence on screen with him, but mm -hmm. it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Someone else sure. will. Sure, that'll happen. Yeah. In um, 10 years, someone will make another version. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, I just, uh, there was one part. Like, oh, yes. Uh, there was like one part that did kind of, like I said, you know, De Niro usually De Niro's his way through things. But there was this like one moment where he was like trying to tell Ernest something without telling Ernest something and Ernest being, you know a complete idiot wasn't grasping it. And he just, it was the way De Niro delivered the line. He's just like, he say, um, uh, I don't know. Act like this makes sense to you. Oh yeah. yeah. Or something like that. Or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, act, act like, act like what I'm saying makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it was a funny moment between them. Like they have, you know, they're, they they work well together, especially in that in, in that opening scene. Like I had such hope in that that moment, right mm -hmm. when he comes home as the soldier. Yeah. And and again, shout out to the to the makeup because for a hot second when he was on the it wasn't a bus. I don't know what whatever he was. I might have been like a bus when he was in transit into the town. Uh, for just a a quick moment, because like I said, I've been avoiding the trailers. I was like, why does Leo's face look weird? But not like it's Leo. But I couldn't pinpoint what it was until they got close and i'm like oh they put they they made his nose wider and they gave mm -hmm. him the teeth uh you know so it we, it looks weird to us because we know that's not his nose and teeth but it wasn't like distracting yeah. they did a great job with it um i still don't really feel like he looks much like the actual Ernest looked mm -hmm. i was just like i don't know what the point well, of it was yeah, but I like sure I don't, I don't think there's I don't, I don't put much importance on that you know, if they look, but if like you think of the amount of time and money it took to get that right all the yeah, time, yeah. it's like, was this really necessary? How much it. money was this? Yeah, you know, just have just dirty his teeth up and throw them on screen. Yeah, um, but you know, Scorsese's very particular with that, and I I do understand that. But still, this this goes into the argument of like, what are we spending money on, and mm -hmm. how much how how much did that add to the story? Yeah, would it have changed anything? Or, would people have been like, hey, you know what? I would have loved have this anything. had the bridge of his nose been a bit wider. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but anyhow, um, yeah, this was a long one because it was it was a long movie. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Paul will tell you, uh, it, it just um, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's something that I'd probably watch again. But like no. that moment between them. I really thought we were going to, I was like invested, you know, when I was like, oh, what yeah. is, what does he want like, from him? What does he want from him? I think it's a good movie and I would recommend people see it because it's a, it's a really, I know it, it, what we said kind of sounds a little negative, but I, I do feel it was a really good movie and I, yeah. you know, there was a lot to it, but, and that's why I feel like I, it was okay for me to be a little bit more, to, to highlight some of the, more of the negative stuff because it's, 
it's because it is such a brilliant movie like from a from a film perspective it was brilliant mm. but from a perspective of you know like you had said Facts it's like history yeah like when you're dealing with biographies and mm. all this sort of stuff it's really kind of tricky you know when when you're trying to tell a story that is in a format in which people can absorb it but then also staying true to what actually happened and you know, uh, the, what we're used to seeing in a three-act structure, life doesn't have a three-act structure. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you tell, you know, so I feel and like that's it's the really thing, too. It's not like he took liberties. Like, or we watch a biopic and we're like, well, this is certainly an adaptation of the facts. Like, that. this is nothing like what really happened. He didn't lie. So, I mean, in terms of, in terms of a biopic, he did a great job. Yeah. He did tell the story. He just didn't tell it from the right side, I feel. Yeah. I, I don't feel well, he was telling it from the the right perspective. Yeah. He didn't tell the whole story. Not that he purposely left stuff out to make anyone look better or worse or, you know, whatever. But I feel like there was so much more. There's so much. There's a, such a rich story there, as tragic as it is. But there's such an important, I should say, important story there that has to be told. And I feel like he missed an opportunity to really kind of hit that, really hit that story in an impactful way you know yeah i just i think i think probably the the biggest flub for me was i want to say a flub because it's marty like who the fuck am i but i'm just you know we're, we're here to give our our opinions on what we watched and just for me i i uh i didn't like that Ernest was sort of written to be somewhat charming yeah it just it's really was a, it was a slap in the him. face a little bit for yeah. me, you know, that was like, why, why is like, or being like, oh, look, he's so, you know, he's so easy to take advantage of. And it's like, listen, <laughs> yeah. listen here. Uh, he was a villain. Yeah. He was a bad person. And I felt like the focus was a little bit just, it leaned a little too heavily on him, on humanizing his character, yeah. considering the shit that that man did and partook in 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 planning, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no way in hell, uh, should he have been as written in 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 even a dim light. Well, originally he was supposed to play Jesse Plemons' character, mm. and then I don't know. At some point, it was switched. Once I don't know. I don't know when. Maybe when he took it a bit more away, because originally the books from the fbi perspective so they probably were going to have him as the fbi agent and then they decided to make it more about molly's character or involve molly's character more in it and then he switched it yeah i think you know I, leo's got to make that 30 mil look uh, like I said, 30 I, mil for this movie no 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 i love I'm the sorry. dude yeah he's I, one of the he's one of the greats in he's my opinion one of the greats but, but 30 million like come on that's a whole budget for a film that's a whole budget and, also, and look i'm not against anybody making a lot of money that's fine whatever but it's like when you're telling a story like this and it goes back to my budgeting thing. Like if you can get that budget down, you can tell a better story because you have more freedom to, you know, bring in uh, uh, a director that is more familiar. I think it's like, you know, because that's the thing. It's like, you know, people think, well, just have a native American direct. And it's like, yes, we should. Absolutely. They're not going to give them that budget. But at the same time, just because they're Native American doesn't mean that they are any more um, familiar with that story in a way to tell it. You know, they may be a Native American that has no ties to their own culture. Well, if Holly, right? if Hollywood's doing but it, they're going to do that. That's right? what they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, they're right? going to do that. They're going to bring just... in the, the whitest Native American yeah, you've they... ever seen. 
Um, but I feel like it should be someone like their, their great great grandmother was with, like like, and I know he probably did a ton of consulting with them all along the way um, because it's been documented. But yeah, bringing in somebody that and giving that someone in the power over the story that is has a connection to the story, has a connection to that culture, and knows what it's like to be in those positions. But that's and the stuff problem because... is that those because of because of a lack of opportunities, there are no directors in the Osage community yeah. that that are prominent, right? I, I like I said, I can't I can't list a Native American director at all, let alone one specifically from from Osage. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> You, you you have to sort of, you have to, you know, you have that cross to bear regardless if you want the story to be told. But yeah, 30 mil and like just from being from that perspective, it just, it didn't do it for and me. And then the there's probably got like 15 at least. At least. I don't know. I mean, their whole budget, just those two people, those just. You think the, De Niro got less than, than yeah, Leo? Yeah, I think so. Leo had a much bigger part. But like, I think that. I don't you, mean shit. <laughs> You take the salary of all the actors, and that's the salary of the creator. Oh, well, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> you're just gonna keep like, going back to that. Um, it drives me crazy. Like I think, it's, I think because it's 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 at it's at the detriment of the film, in my opinion. Because when you're dealing with that much money, it no longer becomes a film; it becomes an investment, and that investment now needs to get its money back. So they're going to now look at it from that perspective versus being like, oh, it's. It's only fifty million. But say, on that million. subject, is there not something kind of icky about that, right? When you think about the money that's going to be made from this movie, is this all getting donated back to the community? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah. Right. So you got a bunch of like rich white dudes making now a making lot of money, money yeah. off of the story about how rich white dudes killed an entire community yeah. of people to steal their money and land. Yeah, it's a it little all. bit just. Magoo. Uh, yeah. It says it, it sits kind of weird, and that. And I don't know. There may have been a portion of the proceeds that were. We'll sent never there. know, I know, but I can there, I can no, assure you, not all of them are. I can't imagine people a world, are making money. I can't imagine a, a world in which this money, this movie, makes two hundred million dollars. First of all, this is a loss in my opinion. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like how does this make two hundred million? I don't plus, know. And then that's the budget for the film, and then you tack on the marketing budget, which is probably another fifty or hundred million dollars. And so it's it will it's crazy. Yeah, we won't we that's won't why, know. That's but... why you see, you know, Leo's. Uh, price tag so high because he knows everybody. All the actors know that there's not money to be made in the in the in the in the in the, in the uh, theaters like there used to be, you know. Because back in the oh, day, oh sure, yeah, back well, in that, the day, that's for everybody. When you know when um, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was negotiating his budget for Iron Man, he was negotiating. I want back end points, so whatever mm -hmm. this money, you know, and mm -hmm. that's where the money was made. So you can just pay me five million to do the movie, and then I'll make. 20 million right. off of it and now that money's not to be made be made at the end so they want it up front and it's like i don't know i think the the or give like you know this give the 20 sad, million away you still got 10 million dollars the like, sad part of it is that you know with our attention spans you can't really tell the story again very soon no you know what I mean? So it's like that's why for me it's, a, it's such a lost opportunity because, because it's this like is popular. There's probably one in the works or going to be coming out soon. It's possible. It's possible, I but bet, it's I bet, just I would bet Leo's salary on it. <laughs> but I just feel like you know, like the story finally gets told on a grand scale, yeah, and, it's and it's like, this. oh shit, yeah. you know, <laughs> like well, I mean, yeah, I guess it's 
it it was a, a valiant effort and better than you know maybe we should have expected but it just like i said there's just something a little ick about like okay so like now you have a bunch of like rich white executives that are going to be like trying to make money make as much as they can off of this film which is like i don't know it just feels a little weird it just feels a little weird and um i don't i don't i don't know how 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 it sits you know it's just kind of like what are you yeah. gonna do? I guess, but uh, Hollywood, Hollywood, <laughs> rich, rich white Hollywood's gonna rich white Hollywood. But yeah. uh, you know, I just I really wish that something different had been done with this, and I I hope at the very least that people have questions and and read into it yeah. and educate themselves. But, Maybe you know, there's the possibility the of, the day, of that. This is a story I didn't know, and now I know it. And now you know it. Yeah. Well, it. that's so, why I said like if nothing I'm, else. It I understand. Would, like you said, it would educate people. Yeah, I understand with the rules that it's like okay, if it either it doesn't get made or it has to get made this way, and it's like okay, this isn't ideal, but the story gets out there, um, you know. But there's a lot to the story. There's a lot to the story but that I, didn't I, even make it into the three sure and a half hours. I'm sure people that would prefer it never been made than than to be made like this. Possibly, know? yeah, you know? yeah. So sure. we can speak for ourselves and saying like, yeah, maybe it's better that it was made this way than not at all. But maybe there's people that feel the other way and and that's obviously completely uh, respectful yeah, because there and is, probably probably more valid than my it's a double edged sword it's a double edged sword because you get to you know you you're educating people and you're telling the truth and getting that truth out there but then like i said there's just the monetary side of that and like yeah the monetary side who benefits from that and ironic. you know we don't know so um anyway this was a long one as we knew it was going to be um we have some guests that we have lined up uh, so hopefully, I don't want to say anything because, yeah, you know things change. But I, th- we have some guests that are, <laughs> I'm very excited for, yeah. but I don't want to yeah, jinx yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then like tons of movies still that we have to watch and all that. Um, but now that you know the film fest is kind of dwindling for us until next, we pick back up next year. We will have time to sort of start watching things. There's so many things we haven't watched. Um, but anyway, shout outs. Shout outs to MoGraph. To MoGraph. And, uh, you know, reach reach out and let us know how you think about things. Just just general things. Anything. Anything. Just any weather, kind of thing. You know, weather and what you had for dinner. And, it's 80 this weekend in November. Yeah. This, or October. What month are we in? October. <laughs> almost November. I'll give, yeah. I'll give you that. It's the very end. Um, so happy Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween. It's best holiday ever. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, join us next week and, and hopefully we will have some good guests coming on and, and we can share those experiences with you. And if uh, if all does work out the way, I hope you can listen to me try not to fangirl over a very specific guest. It's Scorsese. All right. I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. If it was, it definitely wouldn't be now. It'd be like, oh, yeah, that's what you think of my film. You yeah. douche. <laughs> Sorry, I love you, Marty. It's just, you know, we have opinions. This is our job. Yeah. We have to do this. Yeah. We have to be honest with our, our audience. It's what they expect from us. Yeah. That's okay? the least we can do. I have to be them. true. I have to be true to the cast. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.